I believe you're really going to be blessed. And you know how we like to welcome people who've come to Calvary. You know how we like to make them feel right at home. Now listen, we're a talk back church. Come on, somebody. How many of y'all know Calvary will talk back to you? So, so we want to help this man preach tonight. We want to get behind him, and we don't want to wait to get to know him. Listen, his name is J Jabin Chavez. You know him. Hallelujah. He's here, and I want us to open our hearts, and let's have a great reception right now. Let's welcome Jabin. So good to have you, Pastor. Come on, make a little noise. Bless you, God. We'll give Jesus one more big shout, everybody. Look at three people and tell them you were singing really good, but not as good as John. Can you tell them that? Not as good as John. Anybody love Jesus in the house on a Wednesday night? I right, just lift up your hands. Father, I love you. And I thank you for your presence and your power. Thank you for what I feel right now. You are good. 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 I love you, Lord. I'm I'm mindful of every need in the room. I'm mindful of what someone just heard from a lawyer, what someone just heard from a doctor. Someone just heard from a spouse or a, someone just heard from a child and, and their, their faith right now is 100% in you because there is absolutely nothing good to look forward to in the natural. But Father, I thank you that in moments like this, you can just breathe fresh breath, fresh life. And I just thank you that right now, Miracles are falling like rain. So let it be in the name of Jesus. Let it be in the name of Jesus. If you need a miracle, just give him praise in advance that he's going to do it. You're never going to let, never going to let me down. Y'all know that? You're never going to let, you're never. Why don't you declare it by faith? It's going to happen tonight. You're never gonna let, you're never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, you're never gonna lift your hands and say, You're never gonna let, you're never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, you're never gonna let me down. Never gonna let say, You're Let me down. We know. 
significant in my city and I love you and thank you and uh, we're just going to follow your lead and so we love you I know you love your pastor but let him know it come on put your hands together thank you grab a seat can you stay with me for a couple of minutes thank you Ezekiel 37 Ezekiel 37, I think I've sent the media team at least 20 different sermons because I don't know, this is such, it's one of those atmospheres you, you feel a lot of things and you want to say a lot of things, but I think I landed here. Ezekiel 37, I'm going to read out of the message though, so if you uh, don't have it, that's okay, but I'm going to read the first 10 verses of Ezekiel 37. Uh, for you who are churched, it's a familiar passage about Ezekiel and the dry bones, but just want to hopefully pull some things out of it that'll help you today. Ezekiel 37 verse 1, God grabbed me. God grabbed me. 
God grabbed me. God's spirit, he took me up and he sat me down in the middle of an open plain covered in bones and he led me around and among them a lot of bones. There were bones all over the plain, dry bones bleached by the sun. So this is not this is not a new disaster, but this is an old disaster that has had time to become permanent in the heart of Ezekiel. But he said, prophesy over these bones, dry bones, listen to the message of God. God the master told the dry bones, watch this. I'm bringing the breath of life to you and you will come to life. I'll attach sinews to you, put meat on your bones, cover you with skin and breathe life into you. You'll come alive and you'll realize that I'm God. Now God said it. Now Ezekiel is going to say the same thing. Verse 7, I prophesied just as he commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a sound. So notice, God speaks, Ezekiel speaks, and the earth responds. Let me say that one more time. God speaks, and then we speak, and then the earth responds. Oh, there was a rustling. The bones moved and came together bone to bone, and I kept watching sinews formed and then muscles on the bone and skin stretched over them, but they had no breath. And God forbid we, we have a form and a structure, but no breath. God forbid our churches come together, but there's no breath. God forbid we look the part, but there's no breath. So he said, talk to the breath, prophesy to the breath. And tell the breath, God the master says, come from the four winds. Breathe on these slain bodies, breathe life. So I prophesied as he commanded, and the, and the breath entered them, and they came alive. They stood up on their feet, a huge army. I want to just talk for a few minutes tonight from the subject, what to do in a valley. What to do in a valley. Father, thank you. Speak to us now. I thank you, Lord, that no matter the season we're in, you're with us. You're for us. You're never against us. And I just thank you that as we leave this place in just a few minutes, we're going to leave differently than we came in um, because that's who you are. Thank you. Thank you in Jesus' name. Can I get one more Florida amen, everybody? Thank you so much. Amen. <laughs> what to do in a valley. I, I, I'm just going to come right out and give you point number one because I'm a senior pastor now. <laughs> Three months ago, my wife and I uh, planted City Light Church in Las Vegas, Nevada because we thought Las Vegas needs one or two or three or 500 more churches. Amen. And I know y'all come. And I'm not going to judge what you do on Saturday night. Just be in church on Sunday, okay? So next time you come, just be in church on Saturday night. And if you won big, give a little offering to this little church plant, okay? And if you lost big, we'll pray for you and send you back to Florida real quick. <laughs> but I want to give you point number one. What, what do I do in a valley preacher? The first thing you do is you got to recognize that God's with you. I just want to tell somebody tonight who doesn't feel it right now, God's with you. I want to tell somebody that feels like you are in the lowest valley you've ever been in. You, you're in the darkest season of your life. You're, you're praising, you're shouting, you're clapping, but you don't, you don't feel it like you felt it. You don't know it 
like you knew it and you're, and you're wondering, God, where are you? I want to tell you where he is. He's right there with you. God is with you. For the Bible said in verse 1 that God grabbed me. Or in the old King James, it says that the hand of the Lord was upon me. I want, I want to let you know something today. No matter the circumstance you're facing and no matter the situation you're in and no matter how dry and dead that valley may look or feel to you, God is with you. And if God is with you, then God is for you. And if God is for you, then no one can be against you. And don't you dare let your circumstance steal the presence of Jesus in your life. Comfort doesn't prove that God's with you. And a valley doesn't prove that God's left you. Friend, God's with you right now. And by the way, I think that when you meet Jesus in the valley, when you know God in the valley, when you know God in the dry place, you will thank God for that season because what it will let it will remind you that no matter what comes, God's with me. I love mountaintop moments as much as anybody else. But I think I'm walking with Jesus today, 20 years later from the day I got saved, because I met him in a valley. Because he's walked with me through a valley. That even when I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because he's with me. And his rod and his staff, they comfort me. And surely, goodness and mercy are going to follow me all the days of my life. Even if I don't feel it, I know they're following me. And I'm going to stay dwelling in the house of the Lord forever. I'm in a valley, but God's with me. And I'll take a valley with God over a palace without God. <laughs> and maybe you can't clap for that yet, but once you meet Jesus in a valley, you'll know what I'm saying. So I might be in a valley of dry bones right now. I might be surrounded by death right now. I may be living in a graveyard right now, but I know that God has grabbed me. And even when I've let go of him, he hasn't let go of me. And even when I've let him down, he'll never let me down. And even when I have not been good, he is good to me. So I will not quit in the valley, die in the valley, run from the valley, complain about the valley, Facebook about the valley. I'm going to fall on my face in the valley and say, God is with me in the valley. Look at three people, tell them, God's with you, God's with you, God's with you. So I may not like my circumstance, but God's with me. <laughs> and I refuse to let resistance discourage me. The fight does not prove I'm alone. The fight proves that I'm called. And maybe I'm in the valley to bring change to the valley. Maybe, just maybe, just maybe, maybe God puts you in that family. And maybe God has you in that situation. And maybe God has you in the place you're at and you hate it and you're complaining about it and you're trying to pray yourself out of it, fast yourself out of it, talk yourself out of it. But maybe God has you right where you are right now because you are an Ezekiel to that situation. And it's not just about you, but it's about an army that's waiting on you. It's about babies that are waiting on you. It's about your children that are waiting on you. It's about the next generation that's waiting on you. You're cursing your job, but maybe you're there on purpose, for a purpose. And so many times we try to talk ourselves out of seasons, and God says, I've got you there. So the enemy wants to discourage you in the dry place. The enemy wants to discourage you in the valley, but, but God's with you in the valley. 
And if I'm in the valley, it means God's called me to be the vessel to bring change in the valley. Some of you don't like where you are. Maybe you don't like where you live. Maybe you don't like who you live with. Keep looking straight ahead. Uh, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But I think God has got you right where he wants you. Let me tell you what our city needs. Let me tell you what Norman Beach needs. Let me tell you what Vegas needs. It does not need a perfect church. It needs a church that's been grabbed by God. Let me tell you what this county needs. It needs people not, who are not perfect, who have never been through a valley, who, who only live on the mountaintop. No, this city needs people who have been apprehended by heaven, who the hand of the Lord is upon. Not perfect people, not people without a past, not people who have never made a mistake, not people who have a perfect little Christian answer for everything. But sometimes you just look at somebody with tears in your eyes and say, I don't get it, I don't understand it, I don't even like it. But the hand of the Lord is upon me. God's grabbed me, and I know God's going to move me through this city. And I know that I'm here on purpose for a purpose And when I get out, you're going out too And we're going to leave this thing as a mighty army Can I get an amen from somebody who will help me preach? So our cities need churches that have been grabbed by God My valley, the Las Vegas Valley needs a church that's been grabbed by God My people need a pastor who's been grabbed by God and your co-workers need Christians who have been apprehended by God. Mm. A church that will cry out, God's for you. God's not against you. God will never leave you or forsake you. Life is not perfect and life does have its challenges. But he is not just the God of the mountaintop. He is the God of the valley. This is who God is. And friend, I, I've just come to tell somebody he's with you. You didn't make a mistake. You didn't, you didn't accidentally sin and don't know about it. He's with you. He's not mad at you. But he is teaching you. God's with you. And he loves you. Number two. Number two. When I'm in a valley, number one, I got to know God's with me. But number two, you got to look for the possibility. Look for the possibility. Look for the good. Here's what verse 3 says. God says, can these bones live? Every time you're in a difficult situation, God is asking a question. That was for three people, I guess. Okay, so I'm just going to stop. <laughs> Ezekiel saw bones. God saw possibility. Ezekiel saw dry bones. God saw a big miracle. To Ezekiel, it was hopeless, but to God, the conditions were perfect. Friend, look for the possibility. See, because every one of us in this room, because of our sinful nature, we all have a bent towards negativity. You ever been driving down the, down the road and you let go of your wheel and your car begins to go a certain way? Listen, our life will always bend towards negativity if we don't walk in faith. So you wake up and it's raining and you go, oh, my, my hip's throbbing, my arthritis. Is this rain never going to stop? But then when it's dry, you look outside and you go, oh, we're in a drought. God's judging Florida. I knew we shouldn't have voted for that, whatever. Because if you're negative, you're just negative. <laughs> but if you're full of faith, you'll see the good in everything. It'll be rain, you'll go dance in the rain. 
It'll be dry and you'll go lay out on the beach. Hey! You'll be grateful for your sunburn. Listen, if you're... We have a bent towards negativity, but God's asking you to look for the possibility. Can life come from this situation? And, and let me remind you that if God ever asks the question, trust me, he already has the answer. <laughs> Stop looking for the bad. The bad is obvious, it's clear, and it's always right in front of you. But it's going to take faith to see the good. It's going to take faith to see the good in your marriage. It's going to take faith to see the good in that teenager that seemingly no longer believes in God and isn't walking with God. It's going to take faith to see the good in that job. It's going to take faith to see good in the situation. And, and the facts are screaming, but God's whispering. Can life come from this? Can something good come from this? Can I turn this marriage around? Can I turn your business around? Can I turn that situation around? Can I heal your body? And we must be able to answer like God answers. Look for the possibility. I have a friend who was out golfing, and he was, it was him and two other guys, and both of the other guys were great golfers. So they were on a, a par three, and so they were up on a hill, and they were hitting down into the green, and the sun was setting. So the first guy hits, and... The ball kind of goes into the sun, disappears, bounces on the green, great shot. Second guy hits the ball, goes into the sun, bounces on the green, great shot. Third guy who's not a great golfer, he got out there looking like a hockey player or something. You know, he just went out there swinging like a baseball player or whatever, and he hit the ball, went into the sun, disappeared. And uh, he took that nine iron and sent it on into glory, you know. This story is not about me, okay? I just, I just feel like I need to clarify. And he got so mad. He said, I quit. I'm done. I hate golf. I'm supposed to like golf because I'm a pastor. I hate golf. I'm done with golf. If I keep playing golf, I'm not going to be a pastor anymore. You know, he's like, it's either salvation or golf, and I'm going to choose Jesus. Amen. And any other frustrated golfers? Okay, so anyway, so he just, and he says, I'm done. And they go, no, no, come on. Mulligan, hit another. You know, he said, I'm done. I'm, I'm not playing again. I'm, I'm done with the round. I'm just going to drive you all around. I'm going to be your caddy. They said, okay. Why, as this is all happening, the players in front of them are screaming, high-fiving, cheering. And he said, well, at least someone had a good shot. So they get in their golf carts. They drive down to the green. Sure enough, there's ball number one. There's ball number two. And the one of the friends said, all right, well, at least go get the flag for me. So he goes out to the hole, he grabs the flag, and he goes, hey, one of those guys left their ball in the hole. <laughs> and he grabs the ball. And then Dum Dum went, look at that, it's a Titleist three, just like I had. Isn't that funny? The Lord provides him, put it in his... The drunk golfers in front of them come driving back. Dude, bro, man, what are you doing? Why aren't you, are you a pro? Are you a professional golfer? What's wrong with you? And he said, what do you mean? They go, you just got a hole in one. You ain't even excited about it. I want to tell somebody, look for the possibility. I want to tell somebody, look for the hole in one. I want to tell somebody. 
It doesn't always have to be negative. I want to tell somebody, you don't have to miss every shot. I want to tell somebody, don't let the facts lie to you to such a point that you can no longer believe for good, believe for God, believe for a miracle, believe for a good shot, believe for, believe for a hole in one. I came to tell somebody, take another swing, take another shot, try again, do something again. I know it didn't work last time, but maybe it'll work this time. Calvary can need bones live and the answer is yes well we just we give up dating because every time we go on a date we just end up fighting anyway so we just don't go. go on a date again sir ask your wife out on a date and don't take her to TGI Fridays my god I just really like the ribs no take her somewhere nice if, if you're on a budget if you're balling on a budget Go to Chick-fil-A, at least support a Christian company, amen. And then go park your car on the Daytona Beach and do what teenagers do. I'm talking to married couples, amen, everybody. And steam up those windows. Oh, we tried that and we just got in a fight about it. Look for the possibility. Well, you know, I witnessed to that person, they look for the, try again. Well, you know, we tried this business and it didn't try again. Well, we were, we were believing for this and it didn't try again. I, I, just, I don't know who I'm talking to, but look for the possibility. Don't, don't quit on it so soon. Don't give up in the valley. Don't die in the valley. Don't quit in the valley. There is possibility in the valley. There is still life in the bones. There is still life in the valley because God is with you in the valley. Can a miracle happen? Can we reach a city? Can a relationship be restored? Can my body be healed? Can my child come home? And come back to the Lord? Don't be afraid of the fight. Don't be afraid of the problem. Don't be intimidated by your giant. See the possibility. See the hand of God moving. Choose to see the good even if it's small. Because a hopeless Situation is an invitation for God to move. Can I get an amen, somebody? Number three. Number three, take a step into the unknown. Look at your neighbor, tell him, take a step. Look at one more neighbor, tell him, take a step. God says, Ezekiel, can these bones live? I love what Ezekiel, I love Ezekiel because he's not like, glory to God, hallelujah, absolutely. Verse three, Lord, you know. That's Christianese for no. That's like when pastor gets up, we're gonna decree a thing. You're like, oh, that's nice, pastor. God bless you, pastor. That's wonderful, pastor. Can these bones live? Lord, you know. It wasn't much, but listen, God will take a yes with a question mark. Can these bones live? Yeah. Come on. And the higher pitch your voice gets, the less faith you have. Come on, somebody. Y'all know I'm talking. Yeah. 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 You start scratching your face. If it's down here, you got a little bit of faith. Yeah. Gets a little higher. Yeah. You're up here. Yeah, I think. Y'all know it's true. 
Can these bones live? Lord, you know, listen, you're going to have to take a step, step out, and then find out. God is not asking for perfect faith. He's asking for broken faith in a perfect God. And some of you are waiting for your faith to be perfect before you'll take a step. You're going to have to learn how to take a step scared. You're going to have to learn to say yes with a question mark. You're going to have to learn how to kind of go, yeah, I think. I see it in your word. Pastor tells me it's true. Take a step into the unknown. So many of us are waiting for perfect circumstances before we move. Friend, if the circumstances were perfect, you wouldn't need faith. Did God call you to start that business? Maybe. Jamin, did God call you to go to Vegas and plant a church? Every Sunday's a little different. <laughs> Am I being too real right now? Because you know what preachers do, right? We get up and we go, and the Lord woke me up at 3 a.m. and said, go ye into the desert. And I will make a way where there is no way. And I went to Las Vegas with a word from God. I went to my pastor, Pastor Jensen Franklin. I said, hey, pastor, I think we're supposed to go to Vegas and plant a church. He said, Do you have, did you have a word from the Lord? I said, kinda. <laughs> and you know what he said? Pastor Riley, he went, that's about all you're gonna get, son. <laughs> Stephen Furtick says it like this. When you get a word from God, you're about 70% sure. <laughs> Can these bones live? Yeah. Friend, take a step. Take a step scared. Don't wait till your faith is, okay, I'm going to tithe, Pastor, whenever my circumstances are perfect and my money's perfect and my faith is perfect and I finally got a revelation because I've been watching YouTube videos about tithing and I'm finally ready. Stop it, just tithe. Well, our marriage is going to get better when we go to this marriage conference and this seminar and this book, and then we're going to do this, and then we're going to, then we're going to watch this, and then we're going to, no, 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 just, just make it better. Just take a step right where you are. Listen, I, I love living with a pit in my stomach. Some of you say that's fear. I call it faith. Every Sunday morning, we wake up at 4.30 a.m. We get to our little school at 5 a.m., and we start setting up. And the whole time we're setting up, the devil's saying, why are you even setting up? No one's going to come to church today. Why are you doing, why are you in a cafeteria right now with refrigerators that are louder than this sound system? And you can pray in tongues as loud as you want, baby, but all, over all the shondos and the hondos and the see my ties and the untie my ties. And meatloaf is still in the air from Friday afternoon. And the devil says, ain't nobody coming to church today. No one's going to get saved today. What have you done? You had a perfect job in Newport Beach, California, working for the man of God, Jensen Franklin. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. And I got a pit in my stomach, but about 10 a.m., we start that first service, and about 100 people walk in, and then about 200 people walk in, and about 300 people walk in, and then about 400 people walk in. 
oh, I wish I had some faith right now. And then I get to walk on stage like I'm God's man of faith and power. When in reality, at 9 a.m., I was going, Learn to take a step of faith. Start the business. Go back to school. Get marriage counseling. Love on your baby again. Go on the date again. Ask that person out again. Do something that you've never done before. And you might do it scared, but God will honor a little bit of faith. Faith takes guts. And you'll never know the whole thing. God will tell you just enough. Yo, Joseph, you want to rule a nation? Sure. He didn't tell him about the pit. <laughs> Am I preaching to anybody? He didn't tell him about Potiphar's wife. He didn't tell him about the prison. Take that step. And there will be grace for the step. There won't be grace for the whole journey. There's grace for the step. There's grace for the step. There's grace. Your, your word is a lamp unto my feet. Take the risk. Take the step. Try. I love that. This is one of my favorite, maybe my favorite scripture right now in all the Bible, because I'm planting a church, is 1 Samuel 14, 6. And Jonathan goes to his friend, Josh, you know this. You're the prince of preachers here. You know this. And, and. Josh is like, I've actually preached on this scripture 900 times. So I'm, I'm a little embarrassed to even say this because you know where I'm already going. Jonathan goes to his servant and says, hey, let's go fight those bad guys over there. It's like two against hundreds. And, he, and then he says this. He does not say, I have, I have the word of the Lord. We have victory. Jonathan not, did not look at his, at his friend and say, thus saith the Lord, yea, take a step of faith, yea, unto thee, victory. He didn't know. Nope. Here's what he said. He said, perhaps the Lord. Perhaps the Lord will give us the victory. And the NLT says, maybe the Lord will give us. Maybe. What? Imagine if Pastor Rayleigh got up there and said, we got to build a new building. Maybe the Lord told me to do it. We go to Orlando. Perhaps the Lord told me. I don't know. That's all I need, Pastor. All I need is a maybe. All I need is a perhaps. Because you know what Jonathan's servant said? He said, turn down for what? Let's go. And on a maybe, the servant went with him. On a perhaps the Lord, they had the victory. Oh, man, I'm preaching to somebody because you want everything to line up perfectly before you'll take a step. But sometimes all God's going to give you is a maybe. Sometimes all God's going to give you is a question. Can these bones live? Sometimes all God's going to give you is a perhaps the Lord. And we have to have enough faith in God. We have to have enough faith in his word. And we have to have enough faith in our leadership to go, Pastor, if you think you heard it, I think you heard it too let's go together we in this thing together and we know that God will honor our faith every attempt to obey God honors God even if you missed God ah, play that organ one time for me because I feel Jesus my wife said honey what are you afraid of playing in this church I said I'm afraid we'll fail she goes, well, if nobody comes, we'll just move. 
So we're trying. But I don't have to go to bed at night and think what could have happened, what should have happened, what might have happened if I would have said yes to Jesus. I can go to bed at night and go, we're trying, we're swinging, we're, we're attempting, maybe, perhaps, can these bones live? Can Vegas see a revival? Can Norman Beach see a revival? Can we see the greatest move of God this city's ever seen? Can, can this county see the greatest move of God has ever? Maybe, and all I need is a maybe. Take five seconds and praise the Lord. I'm almost done, but I need somebody to shout. I feel, I'm just building your faith. I'm just building. I want to tell somebody, God doesn't need an exclamation mark after your yes. He'll take any yes he can get. And his grace, which is perfect and really big, will take your faith which might be really small and broken. It's a match made in heaven. Lastly, one more. I got two more, but I don't know if I'll get to the fifth. Prophesy to your situation. Stop talking about your situation. And start talking to your situation. God said, talk to the bones. He said, prophesy to the bones. This word prophecy means to speak under divine inspiration. It doesn't always mean that you're going to predict the future. It just means that you're saying what God is saying. If you don't know where to start prophesying, you start right here. Because this is divinely inspired by God himself. A lot of preachers don't believe that anymore, but we do. We believe you can get a promise from God, declare that word from God, and the things in your life have to listen to God's word in your mouth. Because God formed the world through his words, and God is forming your world through his words in your mouth. So like, I drive around Vegas and I talk to buildings. Because Jesus talked to trees and wind and waves and water and stuff. So I'm talking to building, I'm talking to concrete, steel, wood. And I'm saying, you belong to me. You didn't know it, but the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And I'm one of God's kids, so that's mine. And thank, thank God for whoever built it for me, but that's my building. They just don't know it yet. <laughs> what, what do you need to talk to? What do you need to talk to? Stop talking about it. What do you need to talk to? What do you need to stop going on Facebook and posting about? And what do you need to get on your face with and talk to and prophesy to and declare to and start speaking the thus saith the Lord over that dead situation, that lifeless situation, that, that old situation that just seems to not, what do you need to start prophesying to, friend? I'm, I'm asking someone to prophesy. For some of you, you need to prophesy over your teenager. And some parents in here are like, yo, if I went up to my teenage girl and tried to prophesy over her, she would either cut me or claw me, but something bad would happen. So you know what you do? You wait till they're asleep. Can I get a Holy Ghost mama to say amen to, to? 
And maybe you're real scared of that teenager, so you don't go anoint their head with oil because they might bite you. Amen. So you start at their feet. Amen. And you go in while they're asleep, and you just one little dab and run out. I'm one of five children. We all walked away from God. We all rebelled from God. None of us were serving God. And I'll tell you what would happen on more than one occasion. I'd wake up in the middle of the night, and I would think there must be a, a leak in the roof. There must be a rainstorm because liquid is hitting my head. And I would open my eyes, and there was my little mama, little five-foot-nothing. I'm talking to parents right now. Stop talking about them. Stop complaining about them. Stop preaching to them. Stop yelling at them and start prophesying. Me and my whole household shall be saved. And eventually, your world will line up with your words. Not right away, eventually. Maybe not tomorrow morning, eventually. Jabin, what do I do in a valley? You, you prophesy to the situation. Lastly, number five, give me, give me a little worship. Lastly, speak to the wind. Jamin, I'm in a valley. What do I do? Talk to the wind. At first, I was a little confused by this because I thought, well, I don't want to, you know, that word prophecy, I don't want to like prophesy to the Holy Spirit. No. Listen. Speak to the Holy Spirit under divine inspiration. Invite the Holy Spirit back into your life. Because if you're not careful, you'll end at point four and you'll have all the form. And you'll go, I'm, 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 I got a positive attitude. But you can learn that at Tony Robbins. But I've, been, but I've been prophesying. Yeah, but you can speak into the universe. Oprah can teach you that. Well, God's with me. Yeah, but that's Christianity 101. Now you're going to have to cultivate relationship with the Holy Spirit. This is our distinctive, by the way. It is not Father, Son, and Holy Scripture. Holy Spirit, I need you. Holy Spirit, from the four corners, would you blow into this situation? And would you breathe into this situation? And would you breathe on my marriage? And would you, would you breathe on my babies? And Lord, I feel like I'm facing wind and it's just hitting me and I can't. And I need Holy Spirit, the wind to hit my back and push me into everything you have for me. I'm hitting resistance and I'm hitting a wall. And, and it's, it's like things are coming together, but it's not quite clicking yet. God says, talk to the wind. I never want to lose my need for the wind. And I want to say this. Without the wind, we're just structure. 
Without the wind, we're really just a positive social club. Without the wind, we are, we're a, we're a great concert, but we're just a concert. Without the wind, we're just another thing for people to do on a Sunday. Without the wind, we look like we're alive, but we're dead. But with the wind, throw your hand up, say, let the wind blow. Say it one more time, say, let the wind blow. <sighs> with the wind, all things are possible. With the wind, this, this little contract of marriage that is now in America becomes a covenant before God. And with the wind, our house becomes a home that is filled with the presence of God. And with the wind, this concrete and this carpet and this structure and this metal becomes Bethel, the house of God where angels ascend and descend. With the wind, this becomes God's house where he said, my eyes will never leave it and my heart will never leave it. And with the wind, this talk becomes what the Apostle Paul called preaching. Supernatural. It's supercharged. It's foolishness to the world, but it's wisdom to God. And somehow in the preaching of God's word, people are saved, people are healed, people are set free. But it only happens when the wind blows. So your hands up again, say, let the wind blow. I'm asking the Holy Spirit to let that wind hit your teenager and bring them right back into the house of God. And I'm asking the Holy Spirit for every person who's married in this room and your, 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 your spouse is not a believer or they're a backslider. I'm asking the Holy Spirit to blow and to breathe them right back into the house of God. And I'm asking for the Holy Spirit from the north, the south, east, and the west to bring favor back upon your life like you've never experienced it before and to breathe the right people into your life and to breathe the wrong people out of your life. I need the Holy Spirit to breathe on me. Again, I, I need the wind of the Holy Spirit to breathe on my marriage and bring restoration. I need the wind. And, and here's the deal. If you'll talk to the wind, the wind will talk back. And he'll say, take a step. And he'll say, forgive. And you'll be driving down the road and that person cut you off and you want to show them the one-way sign to hell and the wind will say don't you dare and you'll walk into the kitchen ladies and your husband's doing the dishes and you want to say well you should do the dishes but the wind will say show him a little love and we all know you're going to have to redo him anyway because he's going to do a terrible job come on but we're trying amen we're trying The wind will say, be gracious. Remember, my wife and I were trying to buy a home right before the economic crash there in the 2000s. And every, every one of our friends was buying. And it was like we would walk into homes and like get physically ill. We just knew we weren't, it was like the wind was talking to us. And we, we looked like idiots because everyone else had a beautiful big home that they couldn't afford. And we were in a little one-bedroom apartment. But man, that thing crashed. 
And it, it literally changed our life because we bought at the bottom of the barrel. We sold when the market spiked again. And it really changed our financial life forever. That, that, one, that one whisper of the wind. It, it's funded our church. <laughs> that one sale funded our church. Talk to the wind. Can you stand to your feet? John, whatever you want to sing, can you lift up your hands? Anybody in a valley tonight, I'm asking you to talk to the wind right now. Anybody in a dry place, I'm just asking you, let, let the wind blow right now. Let the rain fall right now. In the name of Jesus, just with every hand lifted, every eye closed. Throw back your head and just say, Holy Spirit, breathe on me. Holy Spirit, move on me. Holy Spirit, let your wind blow again in my life, again in my situation, again in my job, again in my career, again in my ministry, again in my dream. Holy Spirit, can you breathe life on dead dreams right now? Holy Spirit, can you breathe life on dead promises right now? Holy Spirit, can you breathe life on, on prayers that we prayed and 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 we prayed. Holy Spirit, can you breathe on it again? Oh, yeah. Move, oh, move, Holy Spirit. Come and have your way. three things. Um, the Word, godly leadership, and some Lord you know moments. And I, I've, I've 
I've heard God clear enough to know his voice and to know when he called me in the ministry. January 2000, Trinity Fellowship Church, Amarillo, Texas, and Robert Morris preached Jake's Motel, room 12. And I got called to preach. March 2003, I met a great man of God named Pastor Benny Perez, and God called me to move to Las Vegas. 100% no. A Lord you know? Yeah. One year later, God said, Mary, your girlfriend, Shannon Chambers. And I said, oh, Lord, I know. That was a little easier. And he called us to travel on the road. And he called us to Orange County to serve Pastor Jensen. And he called us back to Vegas to pioneer this church. I've had, I've had different moments where I had a clear, sometimes a clear word from the Lord, sometimes a clearish word from the Lord. But enough. And I want to I just pray for anybody in the room tonight who says, I need a word from the Lord about a situation. Can I see your hand? I just need a, get out of here, meet me down here if you can. If you, I need a word from God. I mean, I need a, I need a thus saith the Lord. And, it, and it, I'm not saying it's 100%. I'm not saying it's perfect. But what I'm going to, I'm going to ask us to do is I'm going to ask us to have a, a Samuel moment where, where we say, speak, Lord. Your servant's listening. Just kind of make room all in here. You got room? Come on in. I'm, come on in. Just get comfortable on the altar. We're going to worship one more time. And I'm done. I need a, it's, maybe it's uh, career-wise. Maybe it's in your marriage. Maybe it's with a teenager. You're just going, I need a word from God. Maybe it's a family situation. If you're down here, can you just lift up your hands and say this? Say, speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Your servant is listening. Open my ears to hear. Open my ears to hear. Open my eyes to see. Open my eyes to see. Open my heart, Open my heart. To, understand. to understand. Whatever you say to do, whatever you say to do, I will do it. If you tell me to say it, tell me to say it. I'll say it. Holy Spirit, lead me, guide me. You're in charge. You're in charge. And I just want to follow your lead. Cloud by day, fire by night, lead me, Holy Spirit. And just with your hands raised, just I want you to expect, every person in this room with your hands raised, I want you to expect in the next month, God's going to talk to you. You just talk to the wind. Man, I feel that. You just talk to the wind. And the wind's going to talk back to you. With your hands. With your hands raised. Talk to us. Talk to us. Talk to us. Some of you are going to need a fast. Some of you are going to need to go on an extended prayer. God's going to give you a word. Sir, he's going to give you a word for your business. And breathe on me, Holy Spirit. Just one more time. Can you just make your body an altar right now? 
Just surrender to it. Breathe on me, Holy Spirit. Somebody raise your hands and say, Here I am. I'm open. We're going to do something a little bit different. We have time tonight. I want everybody to move forward. Just move out of your seats. We don't get to do this on Sunday. But I want you to move out of your seats and I want you to come down here because tonight is your personal revival night. God is about to revive some things that you thought were dead. God is about to breathe on some things you thought were over and finished. God's about to breathe a new thing in your life, in your family, in your circumstance, in your situation. God is about to flip the script. God is about to turn some things around. Listen, some of you've been hearing noise. Some of you've been hearing, you've been hearing noise. But let me tell you, the Bible said that Ezekiel heard the noise of bones coming together. Ezekiel heard the noise of bones and sinews coming together. And some of you have been hearing noise. And the enemy is trying to frighten you with the noise. But the Lord said for me to tell you that the noise you're hearing is actually things are coming together. God is about to bring some things together in the next season. I don't know who I'm prophesying to. I said, God, is. A, I feel chills even now as I speak this into the atmosphere, as I speak this over your life. God said, I'm about to bring some things together. I'm about to bring some financial things together. I'm about to bring some family issues together. I'm about to bring some things together. God said, I'm going to show you what you thought was over ain't over. God said, I'm going to show you what you thought was through is not through. God said, I'm about to bring it to life. I'm about to bring it together. I'm about to breathe on it, but you got to get in faith and say, God, I'm going to take it on a maybe. I'm going to take it even when I don't feel it. I'm going to get out there and say, God, if you said you're going to do it, you're going to do it in the name of Jesus. Come on, this is the Holy Ghost night. This is the night where we believe God can do anything. This is the night where God breathes on us. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's coming together. It's coming together. That marriage is coming together. That family is coming together. That financial issue is coming together. That thing you've been trusting God for, it's coming together. It had to fall apart before it could come together. God said, I'm bringing it together. God said, I'm bringing it together. God said, I'm bringing it together. Hallelujah. Some of you have been worried about what you've lost. Some of you have been worried about what hadn't worked. Some of you have been constrained and concerned and bound up by what didn't work 10 years ago, 5 years ago, 6 months ago. Some of you thought it was over, but God said it's not over. God said it is not over. God said it is not over. God said there is power in what's left. The Lord said stop looking at what you've lost. The power is in what is left. I want to tell somebody that God's going to breathe on what you got left and you're going to see every breakthrough that he promised. But I want you to raise your hands right now. And I want you to, uh, somebody's getting breaking through right over here. I want you to raise your hands right now and I want you to begin to decree that it's coming together. I want you to begin to decree that that thing is coming together. That relationship is coming together. That financial issue is coming together. Now God, as it comes together, breathe on it. Breathe on it, Holy Ghost. Breathe on my bank account. Breathe on my family. Breathe on my children. Breathe on my marriage. Breathe on my financial thing. Breathe on my life. Come on, shara ba 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 shata. Say breathe, oh breathe.
right around you and I want you to lay hands on them right now. I want you to begin to pray over them right now that God will do everything he's promised. Come on, I want to hear you pray. I want to hear you pray. I want to hear you pray. I want you to agree for your brother and sister to have a breakthrough. God, you said in your word, there's power where two or three agree and we're in agreement right now. Come on, agree for that person's family. Agree for that financial miracle. Agree right now. God is able. Agree for that relationship. Agree for that open door. If you're full of the Holy Ghost, pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, come on, come on, stir it up in here. Stir it up in here. Hallelujah, Jesus. I prophesy and I tell you God is moving I prophesy and tell you the wind is blowing I prophesy and tell you things are coming together I prophesy and tell you God is at hand I prophesy and tell you nothing is impossible I prophesy and tell you get in faith God will do everything he said in Jesus name in Jesus name now somebody give him praise somebody give him a shout somebody give him a shout Somebody give him a shout. Give me this lady right here. Come up right there, the blonde. Right here. Come stand right here. Shayla na 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 ma bring her right here. Rara ba ba bo shataya. Shayla na 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 ma 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 shatara na bo shataya. You came to church need an answer. You came to church need the breakthrough. But the Lord said, walk with the preacher. The Lord said, this is you walking into a new season. This is you walking out of an old season and into a new season. This is you stepping. You said, nobody even knows where I'm at. You said, nobody even knows what I'm facing. But God said, now is the time. God said, get ready to see things come together. I release victory over your life. I release the power of God. Somebody give God a praise. No, you ought to give God a praise like you need it. You ought to give God a praise like you know it. You ought to give God a praise like you're convinced about it. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Bring me, bring me these two right here. Bring me these two right here. Come on, God's doing something. God is doing something in this house. Raise your hands. Hallelujah. The Lord said, don't despise this season in your life. The Lord said, you went through what you went through because the next thing is going to be better. But you got to step in faith. And the Lord said, as you move in faith, anything is possible. The Lord said, stop looking back because that ain't where you're going. 
as the Lord said stop looking back that is not where you're going the Lord said the best is coming to you the Lord said your best days are before you the Lord said there is greatness in you the Lord said there is a reservoir in you and God said he put it there don't let anything anybody ever said to you convince you that the hand of the Lord is not on you I release the breath of God over your lives somebody give God a praise Somebody give the Lord a praise. God is shifting things right now. God is moving things right now. Oh. The Lord said there are things you thought were dead. The Lord said they are not dead, they are asleep. And God said this is the wake up season. God said their alarm clock is going off. And there are miracles that are about to wake up in your life. Somebody say, breathe on it, Lord. 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 Come on, somebody shout, breathe on it, Lord. Come on and give God a praise in here right now. Hallelujah. Now, what you've got to learn to do is remember where God has already brought you from. What you've got to do is look back at how the enemy has tried and tried and tried and tried. But God has been faithful to bring you through. And if he's done it before, he will do it again. But I declare that you, you need to stop looking back that before you is everything that God has promised you. And all you see is bones right now. But like Pastor Jabin said, where you see bones, God sees a miracle. So, so we're going we're gonna to put a praise on it. I don't want anybody to leave because we're going to put a praise on it. Are there any praisers in the house tonight? Come on, this is the radical bunch. This is the core. This is not the whole house. This is just the core of the radical folk. I said, are there any? Are there any radical folk in here tonight? Yeah, I said, are there any radical folk in here tonight? Are there any praises in the house tonight? Are there any worshipers in the house tonight? Are there any shouters in the house tonight? Are there any dancers in the house tonight? Is there anybody that will put a praise on it and say, God, you are moving and I'm going to praise you for it even before I see it. Now we're going to sing a song that we love around here. But one of the things in this song, it says, my dance will put Satan under my feet. And I declare, touch three or four people and say, I've got victory. Yeah, yeah, I may not look like it, but I got victory. It may not feel like it, but I got victory. My bank account may be saying something else, but I got victory. My children may be crazy, but I got victory. My husband is acting demon possessed, but I got victory. I don't have the money yet, but I've got the victory. I said, I don't have the money yet, but I've got the victory. I don't... Somebody give me praise if you're claiming that I've got the victory. Come on and sing it, son. Come on.
said I understood every moment, but at the end of the day, I'm still here. I'm still praising. I'm still worshiping. The enemy.
John. See, everybody can't dance like that. But here's what we all can do. I call it the jump and wave. So you jump and you wave. Try it out, say jump and wave. Come on, jump and wave. You ready, sing, John. One, two, three, go. your breakthrough because they don't understand you've been through. They don't know how good God has been to you. One more time before I let you take your seat for just a second, give the Lord the greatest praise of the night. Come on. Oh, that's good. One more time. Shout hallelujah. I want you to go to your seat just for one moment. I, I, I'm going to release you in the next four minutes and 32 seconds. But I want you to, I want you to help me He's planning this church in Las Vegas. And how many of y'all believe that Las Vegas needs a church full of the power of God? We want to sow into this ministry and into this church. And I want the ushers to quickly come. And I want you to get an offering. Don't let's get our gift tonight. Unless so. How many of you want to be a blessing? To, to Jabin's ministry. Why don't you just stand to your feet across the room? Why don't you stand to your feet as you prepare to give? And I'm going to pray over you. Very quickly, ushers, come. I, I hadn't planned on doing this just like this, but I just feel like I want to I wanna be a blessing tonight. I want you to get an offering. I, I, I covenant with you here in my live stream, everything that comes in, we're going to plant into Las Vegas. Hallelujah. How many of you believe that God can do a great thing in Las Vegas? Hallelujah, Jesus. Mm. Praise the Lord. Who felt like God shifted something in your life just now? I want you to sow. I want you to give. I never have to talk to you people long about giving because you're just naturally generous and I want you to be generous tonight and let's help this work in Las Vegas I believe as you give the Lord will bless you you by live stream you can give as well many of you have danced all around your computer you, you danced right at your job and people thought you was crazy come on now now why don't you sew I don't want anybody to leave until we receive this offering and we are a blessing to Jabin. Give, give Pastor Jabin a God bless you. Aren't you glad that he came? So everybody, let's take our gifts and hold it before the Lord. John, sing, if it's you, I want it. If it's you, I need it. I want you to get that offering and hold it before the Lord. Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for 
for the fact that sometimes we step out on a maybe. Sometimes we step out on a perhaps. Sometimes we're like Peter in the boat and we say, Lord, if it's you, call me and I'll come. And he steps out and he, and he sunk. But Jesus was right there and lifted him up. And his friends may have dogged him out. But I'll tell you this, I would rather be a wet water walker than a dry boat talker. Can I get a witness in the house? He walked on the water. I declare in the next season that you're going to see what God has promised you as you move in faith. And I declare that your seed is going to bring people into the kingdom in a mighty way in Las Vegas for the glory of God in Jesus' name. How many of you want everything God has for you? I'm going to have Pastor Don close us in prayer. But before we do, I want Pastor John just to sing this over us tonight. And you can just lift your hands and receive it. Come on, son, and sing it. If it's you, I want it. I need it. If it's you, pour it out on me. Oh, Jesus, if it's you, I want it. I need it. If it's you, pour it out on me. Oh, Jesus, if it's you, sing it. I want it, I need it, if it's you, pour it out on me, oh Jesus, if it's you, I want it, and I need it, if it's you, pour it out on me, oh Come on, Jesus, speak the next if, it's say, you, if it's you, Lord. I want
Lord, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let souls come from the north, the south, the east, and the west to hear this mighty, powerful word and be changed and transformed, saved, healed, and delivered, and restored in Jesus' name. Now, Lord God, bless your people as they go. I declare your angels to encamp around about them. Lord, your blessing to overtake them. We give your name all the praise tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you, folks. Give the Lord a shout if you love him. Thanks for coming. I'll see you Sunday morning. Go ahead, son, sing. Oh.